Lord, we thank you this morning for a beautiful day and for your blessings to us. We thank you for the, the uh, fellowship that we've enjoyed this morning already. We pray that you would just bless Fabian as he preaches and teaches this morning. We pray your Holy Spirit upon him. And uh, we ask, Lord, that you would just guide him and direct him uh, as you have during his preparation. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, we are live. Hopefully, this might, oh yeah, we can definitely hear it. It's working. All right. Well, good morning. I, I am uh, happy to be here with all of you and excited by, by what the Lord is teaching today. Uh, I am accustomed to holding a mic, so if you see me doing this with my pen, that's why. I just, I like the mic. Um, we, we recently started... A, a young adults Bible study and, and we had our first session a couple weeks ago great time I think we just we spoke we had fun we had some cheeky nuggies from Chick-fil-a um, just met together and, and we're looking forward to our next one but during this time the Lord was was really pressing on my heart that um, I needed to be prepared for any questions that came up during those classes there will be times where they're gonna ask me questions about things like histemi or um, terio. What, what does that word really mean? And I think many of us struggle. We know the context of, of what pastor is saying when he speaks on these words, but a lot of times we really don't understand what does that word really mean and, and where does it come from? And so several, several months ago, um, I was studying for Sunday school and, and this particular study came up and, and I was going through it. it it's a long study and I, I just didn't end up doing it that day in fact I told this class I said I've got two different topics that I want to talk about today um, you know which one am I going to choose and I ended up choosing a different one so this is the other one that I would have spoken on that day um, and since that time I've actually refined a lot of the things that I was looking for added some scriptures that I needed and, and so what you have in front of you right now uh, and those of you listening online it, it should be up on the website for you to download but what you have right now is, is essentially a cheat sheet for the different compounds for the word histemi uh, we all know what histemi means hopefully uh, we hear pastor say it several times uh, throughout his teachings it, it's translated as the word to stand so whenever you see Sometimes when you see the word stand in the Bible, that it is translated from this word here, histemi. Uh, I made a mistake. I actually did not put histemi on this sheet itself because that's not the topic of, of our teaching. But uh, if I do have it, so if you want to write it down on your paper, the, the word histemi is the Greek uh, number in Strong's G2476, G2476. Two, four, seven, six. So if you're doing your Bible study and looking up the Strong's, that's the number you're looking for. If you're in Olive Tree, other Bible programs do this as well, but if you're in Olive Tree, you can just type in that word, that, that number sequence, G2476, in your search bar, and it will only search for those uh, Greek words. So if you were, typed in stand in your search, it would search for anything that says stand. If you type in these characters, it will only search for uh, that particular Greek word, so histemi. Uh, and again, it just means to stand. It's, it's translated as stand, establish, set, stand still, stand by. 
Uh, one of my favorite uses is the um, armor of God when it says, having done all to stand, stand therefore. Um, that's the word histemi. It is a derivative of the word stau, <coughs> excuse me, the word stau, S-T-A-O, um, and, and really what it means is a long form of standing. It's the prolonged verb form of stand. So when you think about me saying, hey, I would like everybody to stand, that would be the word stau, because I'm asking you to stand, uh, but I'm asking you to stand for a very particular point in time. So you're just doing it for the time that I've asked you to stand. When we use this particular word, histemi, when you see it translated from this word, histemi, uh, it means to have a prolonged form of that stand. So it's an established stand. It's this time where you're standing there, and either you've been standing for a long time, or the Lord is asking you to stand there for a very long time, as opposed to, hey, I just want you to stand over in that corner because you're in timeout, or whatever it might be. That This word is stand for a while, or you have been standing for a while. And as I was studying and looking at these things, uh, I recognized that, that as you're studying, that there were different forms of this word histemi translated with a prefix um, that obviously mean to stand, but stand in, in different ways. So we're going to look at these words. I'm going to go through them fairly quickly because there's a lot of them. Uh, and I want to get through every single one of them. But then we'll come back to, if we have time, we'll come back to any particular ones that you want to look at again and, and maybe dive deep into them. So uh, if you have questions, comments, as always, please raise your hand. Let's talk about it. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot, so we're going to try to get through them as quickly as possible. And, and the first one we're going to start with is obviously on page one. Um, we're going to go in order as they show up in, in the Strong's Concordance, and this is anastemi. Uh, I'm not going to read everything that's on the page. That would take forever. But that's why you have it here as a printout and as a download. If you wanted to look a little bit more, you can. I will read, obviously, portions of it, what it's translated as. And I've also done you the favor of putting the, the prefix to the side. So that little box that you see there on the side of the piece of paper is the word that is in front of histemi. So we'll have histemi as the back end, and then the word that's there on the, in the box on the right as the front end. So this particular word is ana. Anastemi. Anastemi. Anna means to go into the midst or among or between. Obviously, histemi is to stand. So when you look at these two words and link them, it means to stand between or to stand among. And, and when it's translated in the Bible, uh, it's interesting because it's translated as rise, rise again, stand up, rise up again. Um, when you look at the, the one, two, threes, the, that little list down there, it's kind of giving you a breakdown of, of all of the other ways that, that it's thought about, even though it's not translated as. So number one, for example, to cause to rise up, uh, to raise up from laying down, to raise up from the dead. And that's where this word really gets its power or its meaning is, is from that second bullet point um, in, in number one is to, to rise up, or third, I guess, to rise up from the dead. So whenever you see someone being raised from the dead, many times it's this word anastemi, and, and it means to get up from where you were and to rise up and stand among the people. That's where the translation comes up from. So again, histemi to stand, ana among, 
stand among the people. The, the connotation there is that you were doing something before, but you need to come back to and establish where you, are need, where you need to be um, by not laying down anymore, essentially. The second thing I've done for you here is I wanted to show you two different translations of the same English word that are different Greek words, just so you can get a balance of what it means whenever we say this and, and the context of it. So Matthew chapter 17, verse 9. As they came down from the mountain, Jesus charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. This is the word anastemi. Uh, I didn't put, the, put it next to there, so every time you see it in that context of the card, uh, and if it's bold, that's the word anastemi there for this one. Until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead, anastemi. So again, until the Son of Man be taken from that prostrate position, prostrate position, and moved into a place of standing among the people that he's supposed to be with. As different from Mark chapter 2, verse 10, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sin, he said to the sake of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up your bed and go thy way into your house. And immediately he arose, took up the bed and went forth before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw it in, we never saw it on this fashion. So very similar word. You can see in the concordance stuff at the top, the word arise is translated from the word anastemi in, in a lot of different areas, but this particular word is not translated from anastemi. It's translated from egairo, or however you pronounce that. Egiaro, I don't know, maybe it's Japanese. Egyoro, rouse yourself is essentially what it's saying. You, you, this is different from, from anastemi in this way. So we see the context here. Um, Jesus is talking to the man that was brought from his friends. This is the story. You remember the story, right? He, he was brought by his four friends, lowered down to the roof, and, and he's there laying down on this mat. Uh, and Jesus says, I, I forgive your sins, which is probably not what the man wanted uh, or his friends because they did all that work. And now his sins are forgiven, but he's still laying on that bed. Um, but Jesus says, I forgive your sins. And everybody starts, oh, mumbling and grumbling and complaining you can't do that. You can't do that. That's, that's crazy. Only God can do that. And, and obviously he did it for a reason, Jesus. Um, he says, just so that I can prove to you that the Son of Man has power over sins, because which one is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or to say rise up and walk? Well, guess what? I'm going to do both today. Your sins are forgiven, but just so that you know I have the power, I want you to rise, take up your bed, and go, right? I want you to arise, rouse yourself. Stop being in this position of, uh, I'm going to call it laziness, but I'm sure that's not what he was telling him, but get out of this position of, of being on the ground, being lazy, of not doing anything. Rouse yourself, arise, get up, and, and take your mat and go home, is essentially what he was saying. Different from anastemi, in that he's not telling him to establish himself among the people. That's the difference between those two words. So as you see this context here, uh, it starts to make sense where histemi is pushing its influence into that word up, right? Or, or this among or between. So the anastemi is the raising up to a place of establishment, 
whereas Egairo is a place of get out of here, essentially. Yes, ma'am. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's a great way of saying that. So, how powerful is that? Yes. And and the beauty of this is we're going to see that in all of these words that there's excuse me power in the standing. There's an establishment that really that's the word histemi and and what it means. Which why is why I think that it was so powerful to have that revelation way back in the day when when Pastor had that revelation about histemi in general. Um, there is power in the standing. Yeah. 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 That, that's, that's great. Thank you. Uh, we'll go to the next one. Aphistemi. This one means to remove, to instigate, to revolt to withdraw oneself. It comes from the word apo and histemi. Apo means a state of separation, a distance like physical or, or temporal time. Um, it is translated draw away, fall away, withdraw yourself. You can see the context there in some of those to stand off, to stand aloof, to cease, to vex one. Here's a couple of scriptures that I want you to see. Luke chapter 2 verse 37 and she was a widow of about four score and four years which departed not from the temple but served God with fastings and prayers night and day anybody know who we're talking about here good job brother Anna Anna departed not from the temple um, but but stood there so the word aphistemi translated here as did not aphistemi essentially uh, which is interesting because the word there's a word departed we meet which means to go away and it was not not used in this context so we'll go back to that here in a second luke chapter 4 verse 13 and when the devil had ended all the temptation he departed from him for a season so the devil aphistemied away from jesus uh, for a season the bible says which means he's coming back there's a little foreshadowing there uh, that the that the writers put in there for you but he, this is the word, aphistemi, he departed from him. The, the devil departed from Jesus for a season. Mark chapter 1, verse 41, this one's different. And Jesus moved, and Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said to him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him and he was cleansed. So this word here, not aphistemi, it's the word aper my and it means to go away so when you think about this this particular word here apercomai um, this guy has leprosy he goes up to Jesus and he said look son of David if you will I will be made clean if, if it's your purpose your desire all you have to say is the word if you want this I could be clean and Jesus was like well do you want this he said yes absolutely I want this and says that I will I do want this too for you be clean and immediately the leprosy began to go away from him the word departed so the English word departed different Greek word for go away this means that it, it went away it, it dissolved itself it was no longer in the system of area physically temporally that this man was in 
However, the word apistemi, uh, to your point earlier, has more power. It is really all about establishment. You're going to hear me say that a lot because that's really what histemi is. It's an establishment to stand where you are. Uh, it's an establishment of what the Lord is trying to do in that particular place, which is why it's so important when we see in Luke chapter 2, she did not depart. She did not withdraw. She did not take that purpose that she had and move it to another area. That's really what that departed word means, is to, to take purpose and to move it into a different area. And, and that's the word we also see here in Luke chapter 4. Satan took his purpose and he moved it to a different area. Now this is important because you can see here what, what Satan did when he understood that he was not going to be able to tempt or trick Jesus into falling away from God, right? We all know the context here. Uh, Satan tempts him. He gives him three tests, if you will. You know, make these stones into bread, fall off the cliff, worship me, all that stuff, right? So he's telling him all this, and Jesus is like, no, no, no. He quotes scripture to him, pushes him back, um, and then Satan says, okay, I, I can't do it this way. This is not working. There's no way that I'm going to be able to trick this man into, you know, submitting himself unto me. So he took the purpose of temptation, the purpose of trying to destroy Jesus and the will that he had for his purpose and withdrew it to a different place. And where did he withdraw it to? Judas. He took that purpose and he moved it into a different area and said, instead of trying to trick him, I'm going to try to trick his people. Remember when Jesus is walking with his disciples and he says, get thee behind me, Satan. Who was he trying to trick at that point in time? one of the disciples. So he stopped from, he stopped the purpose of tricking Jesus and move it, moved it, withdrew it to a different purpose and tried to trick his disciples. Interesting, interesting stuff here. I'm fascinated by that, that, that this particular word has so much meaning in what, in what Satan, in what God were doing um, by departing, by withdrawing into a new place and providing that purpose. Again, the word is stemi, to establish, to stand, this apo, to, to withdraw, to move physically, temporally to a new place. Beautiful context for this word. All right, questions before I move on to the next one. Good stuff. Is this making sense? Am I going too fast? No? Okay. Because I'm trying to rush through. We have a lot to go through, but um, if you do have comments, please, please pause me. Let's go to the next one. Diastemi means to remove, to intervene, to go further, to be parted. Uh, it's translated, it's only translated three times. That's the number next to that AV that you see there. Um, the space of or after and, and be parted and go further. And, and there's a couple scriptures that we're going to read. The word dia here, uh, which also shows up in front of other words, um, means through, by the reason of, on account of, because of this, and then the other Greek word. So because of Histemi, that's why this is happening. Luke chapter 24, verse 50. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. And let's read the next one, and we'll come back to it. Mark chapter 15, 24. And when they had crucified him, they parted diamerizo, his garments casting lots upon them, what every man should take. So, 
slightly different English words, in my opinion, but still the same word. He was parted from them. In other words, he went away from them. And here they parted his garments, which means that they took his garments and they divided them among the different people, right? So Jesus uh, was hung on the cross. He died. After he died, they crucified him. They were bringing him down. They were um, taking his clothes and, and essentially ripping them apart and giving them out to other people. That's, that's what that word parted means, diamerizo. And, and I put it here because it's going to show up later, and I wanted to make sure we had this context. Um, it's the word chorizo. I say that like, like a Mexican, like we're eating breakfast. Uh, chorizo, to place room between, to go away, to part, put asunder, to separate. That's what this chorizo means, um, which when you think about it in context of chorizo that you eat, it's very similar. Maybe not. Chorizo. So dia chorizo, dia merizo here means to, to part away, to break up um, in order to give away. The word diastemi here, and, and let's look at the context. So Jesus here has died. He's come back. He's with his disciples. He's teaching them. He's talking to them. Thomas has put his hands in, uh, put his fingers in the hands of Jesus and and they're all best buddies again, and he's going off teaching and preaching again for a little while, and now it's time for Jesus to go. And, and this is that context here. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them. He, he withdrew away. He disappeared. He went away. He diastemied from them and was carried up into heaven. That's the word here, diastemi, versus the word they parted, uh, diamerizo, and divided his garments, okay? Two different words, uh, two different Greek words, same English word there, and you can see the context. This one's short. Anastemi. To place hand on, to be at hand, to be present. Um, it comes from histemi and this word en, so anistemi, in, by, with, is where this word en comes from. It's also placed in front of other Greek words. Uh, in very different contexts around the scriptures. Romans chapter 8, verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate, that word chorizo, which is why we put that there, separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I wanted you to see the separate again. That's the same context as the diamerizo, um, to separate, to pull apart, very different from the established parted that we saw in Luke chapter 24 when he was taken away and put into a different establishment. What establishment was that? Heaven. He was here on this earth. He had purpose. He had an establishment here. But that establishment was then taken to a different place, um, parted from them and carried up into heaven. But going back to anastemi here, nor powers, nor things present, nor things present. This particular word, anastemi, is translated as present, and it means to be near, to be close at hand, to be in this place, present. Second Corinthians chapter 5, different word, we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So the, the present here, endemeo, is really all about being at home. I, I would rather be out of this body and at home 
with God, at home with Jesus, at home in heaven. I would rather be present in, in a different place than I am in my body here, spiritually, right? Um, I would rather be present in the MO with the Lord. Romans chapter 8, nor powers nor things present and estemi is about that establishment again. Things that are here that have a purpose that are trying to destroy you. Very much like Satan was trying to destroy Jesus earlier on when we talked about that. Same context here. There's an establishment of his presence in that place. So I would rather be there with the Lord is different there than the things that are here now and have a purpose and have a plan and have an establishment that are trying to destroy me. None of those can separate me from the love of God. None of those can chorizo us from the love that Christ Jesus has for us. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yes, that's the reason. There's there's a purpose for me leaving. I thank you for bringing that up. Absolutely. If I don't leave, Holy Spirit can't come. Yes. Existenti. To stand out of wits, to astound. A lot of times it's translated as amazed or astonished or bewitched. You could see those there 17 times. Uh, essentially to throw out of position, to throw out of whack. It comes from X and histemi. So out, X is out, from, by, away from. When you think of the word exit, that's an out. Uh, an existential crisis is where we get that word here. It's, it's outside of your body. I don't know what's going on. There's this, there's this wherewithal that I have lost, existential. Uh, that's that word X again. Matthew chapter 12, then was brought unto him one possessed with the devil, blind and dumb, and he healed him, insomuch that the blind and dumb both spake and saw, and all the people were existemi, and said, is not this the son of David? This, this was one of the, the first times that people saw Jesus do something as miraculous as this, where the person can't speak, the person can't see, everybody knows this person, they know that they've been like this for a very, very long time, um, and all of a sudden Jesus comes over and he starts healing this person, and, and the person's able to speak, a person's able to see, and, and they are beside themselves. They are shocked and amazed to a point where, as we read the, the different one, to the point where they are uh, not understanding what's going on. There's, there's, this, there's this place where my mind is just completely blown and I can't even function anymore. That's different than the word here, Mark chapter 9. And when he came to his disciples, he saw a great multitude about them and the scribes questioning with them. And straightway all the people, when they beheld him, were greatly amazed. Ekthembao, struck with terror, and running to him, saluted him. So again, same word, amazed, translated from different Greek words. This one is about an excitement. It, it's about terror. It's about um, a, a point in time where they see something happening and, and they run over and, and they greet that person. Levi, my son, is, is interesting. He's an interesting character, like, as my boss likes to say. Um, when, when the girls were younger and they saw mommy or daddy, they would rush over with excitement. 
and, and they would run into our arms and they would, they would celebrate and they would have us pick them up. And um, it, was, it was very touching to see the girls run over to us and be excited that we were there. And, and Levi is not like that. He, uh, you can call him and he, if he's doing something, he might look at you, but he'll go back to whatever he was doing, whether it's playing with a toy or watching TV. Uh, and it takes him a minute. I, I think he registered, okay, daddy's here, but he's not ready to let go of whatever it is that he was doing at the time. So he'll, he'll be playing with his toys. I'll say, Levi, Levi, I'm here to pick you up. He'll turn, he'll kind of see me and then continue what he's doing, uh, playing. And then, and then he'll turn around. Once he's done, he'll turn around and, you know, he'll run over and he's got his arms out and he'll, I'll, he'll pick, I'll pick him up. And he's very excited, right? He's very excited when he does that. I, I tell you that because that's, there's a difference in that, that amazement there. There's, there's one where um, these people, they, they saw this and they were just shocked and amazed. It was the, the most amazing thing that they had ever seen and they could not process that amazement. They could not understand what was going on and, and they, they took that place of establishment and it was, it was disjointed for a minute or, or maybe for a long minute, but it was, it was no longer established which is where that word stand comes in, uh, but they were no longer established where they were. They were beside themselves in what was going on versus, wow, that's really great. That's amazing. That's, it may be shocking, but I still know who I am. I still know what's going on, and I still know what to do. Those, that's the difference between those two words. All right, next one. What page are we on? Four. Going to page five. Epistemi. Ep. Histemi, epistemi. There's a lot of ways that you can say that. There's, there's a right way, though, and I'm not sure what that is. To stand upon, to be present, uh, friendly, to uh, be at hand, to be ready. The word epi, upon, at, before, of position, uh, across. That's where, it, that's where that word comes from. And in Acts chapter 12, we see, And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on his side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. I love this. I love that we can see these Greek words in action right there in one scripture. We're going to talk about them because it's so cool. But let me read Revelation chapter 8. And I saw the angel, the seven angels, which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came, Erkomai, and stood at the altar having a golden censer and there was given unto him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne and another angel came and stood at the altar so this angel comes walks and stands at the altar there's there's a measure of of preparation that has happened before a measure of influence that is happening now and a measure of departing once that action is done. That's the word here uh, translated as erkomai. Something's about to happen and he stood here, accomplished something, and he left that position. Okay? That's the word erkomai. That's what the angel did when he stood in front of the altar. In Acts chapter 12, different same view in my opinion but the behold the angel lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison i love this and he kicked peter 
on the side. So Peter is, is laying down. They've, they've been worshiping or whatever it is that he was doing. He's, he's just tired. He's been in chains. He hasn't eaten. It's cold. It's dirty. It stinks. So he's, he's laying on his side or, or on his back or whatever it might be. And the angel of the Lord stands over him and establishes purpose into the life of, of Peter at this point. He's, he's got something that he is going to administer into this man, and he starts doing that by kicking him on the side. He smote him, the Bible says. He smote him on the side, basically saying, hey, get up, get up. And he tells him that. Smote him on the side, and he says, and, and raised him up, probably grabbed him by the hand and helped him up. This is the word we talked about before in Gyro, right, where he's just standing. Get off your lazy bum and, and, and up on your feet. Okay, not a whole lot of, of purpose there. It's just, look, stop whatever it is that you're doing and do something else is essentially what that word means. And, and then the Bible says that he rose up quickly. So, so Peter, having been imbued with this episteme, gets up, but then is imbued with power. He is imbued with anastemi. We talked about that one earlier, right? So, so he gets up at Gyro, and then all of a sudden there's a power that comes into him. There's an establishment. There's, there's a purpose that is given to him because it happened quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. And that's, that's why the chains fell off from his hands. The, the purpose was given unto him from the angel. He got up. He, he shook himself, put himself into a position of authority, and began to do what God had called him to do. Powerful, powerful words. I love that there's... There's two of them here, uh, the episteme and the anastemi. Beautiful context. All right, questions before we move on? Okay, everybody good? Clear as mud so far? Not too much? All right. You have this as a resource. It's yours to keep. Uh, and again, if you lose it, it is online. But I just, I found this so fascinating as I was doing this study uh, over these past several months. Kathostemi, cat or kata, frequently denotes opposition, distribution, or intensity, down from, throughout, according to. Um, but kathostemi means to, to designate, to constitute, to appoint. Uh, it is translated as a ruler, to make ruler, to conduct, to exhibit oneself. And we see here in Matthew 25, his Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful over a few things. I will kathestemi you over many things. Enter now thou into the joy of the Lord. Kathestemi, I will make you a ruler. More often than not, I want to say it's 100%, but I'm not sure. When you see make ruler or made to rule, it is this word kathestemi. It is different from, and, I, and there's no good context for the opposite of that, um, but it's different from just being a ruler, right? So Luke chapter 8, 41, and behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler. He was an archon of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. I was probably looking for the one. I should have been looking for make, but, but this is a very specific context. It's make ruler. It's not just the word make. It's, it's to imbue somebody with, with the purpose of anointing and uh, authority over something. That's the word 
kathostemi. So whenever we see the words make the ruler or make to rule or anything like that, it is this word kathostemi. So this one to me is a little bit easier to understand just from the context there of a ruler, someone who rules, is made a ruler by this imbuement of power, kathostemi, um, which means to, to distribute the purpose of standing, essentially. Does that make sense? To distribute or, or to align with the purpose of standing. That's where kathostemi comes from. So there's an agreement there. That's the rule. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, he just took over. He just took over. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's great. I love that. That's very good. Methestemi. Meta, which is where we get our word for the internet, denoting accompaniment amid, with, after, behind. So methestemi is to carry away to depose, to, to seduce, to remove, to translate. Um, this one is interesting. Let's look, well, let's look at Acts chapter 13. And afterward they desired a king and gave unto them Saul the son of Sis, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, by the space of 40 years. And when he had removed him, he raised up unto them David to be their king, to whom also he gave testimony, said, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, which shall fulfill all my will. So this is a New Testament person talking about an Old Testament uh, situation, but he uses the word methistemi to, to remove, to take away that purpose, that purpose of standing. It's, it's almost the opposite of kathistemi, where kathistemi is to make to rule. This word here, methistemi, is to, to remove that, that office ship, to remove from the office of the steward, which is what it says here. Matthew chapter 21, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, if you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. So you could see the difference here. Be thou removed, when it's talking about the mountain, is really just to get out of the way, to take away, to, to remove from where it is right now and just put it somewhere else. There is no... Uh, power, there's no position. A mountain is a very big deal, obviously. Um, it's a very powerful force. It's large. You can't just remove something that simply. And Jesus says, look, if you, you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. If you say, go away, these kinds of things go away. But it's the word, Iro. It's not the word, Bethestemi. You would think that a mountain has an established purpose, a plan, you would think that it's going to be there, and it's going to be there for a very long time, um, which is great, right? But, but that's not necessarily what he's talking about when they talk about methistemi. And, and to see it in the context of Saul and, and what he did really to find the displeasure of the Lord, when, when you think about uh, what Saul was meant to be and, and what Saul ended up being, it, it's a sad, sad story. Of, of somebody who really was not looking, and, and he says it here, after the heart of God, but looking after the heart of rulership, or, or looking at, at all of the benefits that come from being great to be king, right? Saul lived his life, I, I want to say, in, in a somewhat righteous manner at the beginning, recognizing that, that he had purpose, that he had 
that he was someone that God wanted to use. The Bible says that he was handsome. He was probably tall, um, blonde hair, blue eyes kind of person. Obviously, he didn't have blonde hair and blue eyes. Um, but you look at him and you think, wow, that's, that's star football player, right? He's, he's going to be captain of the football team. Um, he is going to be president of the student association, all of that stuff. And, and all of a sudden, he starts moving away from that into this, this just debased mind of, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the king. I'm the king. I can do whatever I want because I'm the king. And, and he starts to defy God. And, and God then, according to this here, removes him, says, I no longer give you that position of, of authority. I take that place where you stood away, and I'm going to give it to somebody else. I'm going to give it to somebody who is after my own heart, who, who thinks the way that I think, who thinks the way that I want them to think, as opposed to the way that they want to think. Very different way of say, seeing this word removed. It's not just, ah, you know what, we're going we're gonna to get you out of there, we're going to put someone else in your place. No, we're going to take away that established purpose, and we're going to make this guy now the established purpose. You know, Pastor said, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, uh, and it stuck with me, where, where he said David could not have done the things that he did later, the, the slaying of the giant and all that, uh, unless he had done all the things he had done before, the worship, the, the playing in the field, and just being alone with God, and really understanding who he was and who God wanted him to be, and having that relationship. Just like what you're saying, he could not have done what he did later unless he had what he had before. And that's, that's exactly right. He had to establish himself in that histemi on his own with his heart to get to that place. And that's why God chose him. That's why he said, look, this, this guy knows. He knows exactly what I'm looking for. I loved that. All right, parastemi. Para, uh, besides or near, histemi, parastemi, to exhibit, to proffer, to be at hand, to be ready. Mark chapter 15. I apologize. I had to break this up because it was so long. So there's two columns. So don't get confused. They're, they're the same thing. There's just a lot of context for it. Mark chapter 15, verse 39. And when the centurion which stood over him against him saw that he so cried out and gave up the ghost, he said, truly this man was the son of God. Acts chapter 22. And as they bound him with thongs, Paul said unto the centurion that stood by, is it lawful for you to scourge a man that is a Roman uncondemned both of these words have histemi in them both of them mean to stand the difference between mark chapter 15 and acts 22 is this so in acts chapter 22 paul is is going around he's preaching he's teaching he's doing all the things that god has called him to do and then he gets arrested and, and he gets pulled out of uh, his ministry and, and he's being beaten uh, he's not really on trial as much as they're trying to get him out of whatever it is that he was doing. And as he is hurting and in pain, 
he goes over to the centurion who is standing by and says, hey, is this right? Don't we, we have laws as citizens of, of protecting the citizenry, which I am a part of, is what he's basically saying here. I am a Roman. I have been uncondemned. In other words, I haven't gone through trial, and you all are treating me like this. And, and the context later is that this guy recognizes, oh, man, we did a, a bad thing here. I could get into trouble. You know, the, the laws are, someone's, some lawyer is going to get up in arms about this. This is not a good thing. And so then he goes, and they, they end up trying to get him out very quietly. doesn't work out. You, you know the story, hopefully. Uh, but if not, there's, there's the beginning of it, and you could start reading it. But that word here stood, it's to his stemi. This, this particular centurion had a plan, he had a purpose. His job, his, his meaning, his establishment was to stand there and to protect. Okay? Different from the word here, parastemi, and when the centurion which stood over against him saw that he so cried out and gave the ghost, he said, truly this man was the son of God. Um, this particular one, is about standing by, but ready. Standing by, but in a position to do something about what's about to happen. So the centurion on the bottom in Acts chapter 22, his purpose is to stand and wait. The, the, the thing that I think exemplifies this the most is when you think about the um, soldiers in Great Britain that stand there with their big puffy hats, and they're just, they're just there. They're not on patrol. They're really not doing much, but standing and being a figurehead of authority, being a figurehead of safety and security. Um, you know, you, people take pictures with them, but all they do is histemi. That's all they do. They just stand. They stand there for having girded up with the big flowery hat. They're standing in a place. This one, however, parastemi, is I'm standing, but the whole reason I'm standing here is because something else is about to happen. There is, there is a movement or an action that is going to, to occur, and that's why I'm here. This centurion was parastemied, standing there, waiting for Jesus to die, waiting for something to happen to this situation. And then he was going to go and stand somewhere else. Then he was going to go histemi back where he used to histemi before. That's not what this is here. Make sense? A little bit different. I, I love that they're both histemi, uh, but this one is about standing at the ready, for something to happen. All right. How much time? Oh, good. We got we got a few minutes. Two more. All right? Yeah, two more. Parastemi. To stand around, to be a bystander, to shun, to stand about. So the word peri is because of, around, or near. So in the vicinity of is the word peri. Uh, Parastemi is to stand in the vicinity of. But, but it's got a deeper connotation of shunning, of standing, not being a part of whatever it is that's happening over there. So I'm standing near this stuff, but I'm not part of it. It's very much like I'm in the world, but not of it. That would essentially be what, what peristemi uh, is all about. Different from peristemi, this is peristemi. All right, Titus chapter 3. Avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. Stay away from. You can be near it, but don't stand in it. Romans chapter 16. Now I beseech you, brethren, 
Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned, and avoid. Eklino, turn away from them. So it sounds the same. You would think, okay, well, these scriptures are very similar, but they're different. We'll talk about them here in a second. Uh, but I want you to see another one. John chapter 11. Father, I thank thee that thou hast heard me, and I knew that thou hearest me always. But because of the people which stand by, I said it, that they may believe that thou hast sent me. And when he had thus spoken, he cried with a loud, loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he that was dead came forth, bound hand and foot with grave clothes. His face was bound about with a napkin. And Jesus said unto him, loose him and let him go. Stand by the, the people which stand by. Jesus had 12 disciples. And then he had hundreds of followers. And, and of these hundreds of followers, he also had Pharisees and Sadducees and people who were there just to listen to what he was saying and to try to refute him or to try to um, catch him saying something wrong or doing something wrong, which is why you see all the time, they're just there all the time. These people where, where Jesus is walking about and he's healing somebody, and, and why do they care? But they run over and say, you can't do that. You can't do that because they were there all the time. They were in this position here of peristemi. Their entire purpose was to stand in the vicinity and to try to destroy or break down whatever it is that was happening. Um, when it says to avoid foolish questions, what it's basically saying is, look, there's, there's going to come times where people, you, you, you're, being a, um, you're discipling somebody, you're talking to them, you're proselytizing and, and there's going to come situations where they're going to start talking about these questions here. And what about this over here? They're going to try to refute. And he says, avoid that. Stay away from that type of situation. Don't worry about genealogies. You know, this person's this father, etc. cetera. Uh, had to do, that's why Matthew had that genealogy in his, in his book, um, just to establish something. And what he's saying here is, look, stay away from that kind of stuff. It doesn't matter. This, this word, peristemi, is to be in the vicinity, but not be part of whatever is happening over there. So that's different from this word, eklino, to offenses contrary to the doctrine which you have learned and avoid them. Very different. The one is about establishing, being in a place, but not being a part of it. And the other one is just, hey, you know what? Just stay away from that. Don't worry about it. Okay? Make sense? You good on that one? Turn away. Yeah. Turn away. Yes. Chapter, I'm sorry, chapter 10. Page 10. Last one. Proestemi. Pro, same context we use in, in English. In front of, prior, it's, it's figuratively superior. It's, you know, the pro thing that you get. So if you get the iPhone, there's also an iPhone Pro that you can get. Uh, same context, same meaning there. Pro histemi. Um, so it's, it's the, the version 2.0 of histemi, essentially. To preside, to stand before, to rule. In Thessalon 1 Thessalonians 5, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are pro histemi over you in the Lord and admonish you. Another one, let the elders that rule, proestemi, well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word uh, and doctrine. Hebrews 13, remember them which have the rule 
Hegoamai, over you, who have spoken unto you the word of God, whose faith follow, considering the end of their conversation. This one's interesting. Uh, rule has a lot of different translations from the Greek, or hopefully you know what I mean. There's a lot of Greek words translated as rule in the Bible. We, we saw one earlier, archon, that's a ruler, uh, but the word RK to rule, one of those power words, comes, that's where that comes from. Another one here, which have the rule, hegemoi, hegeomai, they, they have rulership over you. This one, the context of this one is different than the context of the first two. The first two, the context there is of a spiritual authority. It's, a, it's someone who is standing but not just standing in purpose, standing in purpose for the purpose of rulership, for the purpose of ruling over or helping or supporting those around you in a spiritual and a pneumatikos connotation. That's what this proestemi means. So there are people who stand, there are people who are established in a place, much like that uh, centurion was. He stood in his place. These people, the, the rulers in this situation, in this translation, are standing, they're, they're in a place of authority, and they're ruling over somebody else. And it says, um, we beseech you to know them which labor among you and have that prohistemi over you. Let the elders that have that prohistemi be well counted worthy of double honor. There is, there is a, when you think about the iPhone and the iPhone Pro, the iPhone Pro is bigger, it's supposed to have a better camera, a wider screen, more pixel density, all that good stuff. Uh, the iPhone Pro is just a great phone. I'm sorry, the iPhone is just a great phone. The iPhone Pro is a much better phone, apparently. I just have the regular version. This, this here, this context of Pro is these people have an established purpose, much like everybody else, but they're ruling. And, and we need to be very mindful to be uh, to give them double honor because of where they're standing and, and the labor that they're putting forth to help those around them. Again, different from them which have rule over you, that's just a ruler. As, as Brother Dennis was saying earlier, um, those that have been established by God versus those that just came into leadership. Those that just found their way in there through either deception or um, through voting or whatever it might be. Those who just are rulers, who were placed there in, in their leadership position, they may not be worthy, they may not be good at it, they're rulers though. And it says, look, you just, you need to have, um, what's the word? You need to have deference towards them, right? Be nice to those people, they're rulers, okay? Uh, different from proestemi, these people are established in that person, uh, I'm sorry, in that position, very much like what we were talking about earlier. Those are the different compounds of histemi. It's a beautiful word. I, I did not, there's a bunch I deleted because I did not get into the words that were translated out of stow, which is that stand. Um, and there's many of those. Maybe one day we'll do a study on that. But, but to me, this, this, this concept of histemi is really about establishment. I, that's why I think this was so powerful when it first came out uh, in this church. When we talk about what we are doing, what God is doing in this place, the, the place where God has you, your, your histemi, the place where you're supposed to stand, it, in conjunction with terio, um, all the things that God is doing here in this place are beautiful, powerful, wonderful. 
And, and as we see the context of these different words that come out of histemi, we can see that really the, the true power of that word. We can see the, the establishment that God wants to have in every single one of us when it says to stand, stand therefore. Put yourself in that position. It's not, it's not rise up because you've been lazy, but, but rise up because there's something that God is going to do with you and through you and, and throughout this generation because of you. So good stuff, in my opinion. Uh, very excited about this. We'll, we'll stop here and see if there's any questions, comments, insightful observations. All right. Thank you. God bless you. Lord, bless us as we move on to service and worship. We love you. We thank you for you establishing us in purpose and, and allowing us to stand with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Who was off the whole time? <laughs>